Hey everyone, Jim Phoenix here, and boy do I have an exciting announcement. I have, in the can, an entire season of a brand new podcast series. Did you ever watch a TV show, and you're like the biggest fan, you got the, the Dexter shirt and the Dexter lab coat, you thought I was going to go with the, the guy that kills people, no, no, I'm going for the cartoon version of Dexter. And you got the DD glasses, and you get all these things, and, you're, and people are like, what's this? person about because you're that much of the fandom you're the super fan you're super super a fan of the world and you want to spread your message well i found two super fans for this little show called buffet am i saying that right buffet the vampires oh oh buffy the vampire slayer that's right and i've got the super fan numero uno xander indicatus you can follow him from twitch and we got Super Fano number two, and Jess from What's Your Least Favorite Scary Movie Podcast. Huh? I love that podcast, by the way. And just for me, I've never seen Buffy in my life before besides the movie. I don't think I ever will. And so these two super fans are in my ears just going at it. You gotta watch it. Oh, my God. Spike. I don't know what a spike is. Oh, there's an angel. There's an angel where? On my shoulder? Is it a pin? I don't know. Oh, it's about a, a guy who's, like, really old, a librarian, and they have what now? Oh, gosh. And to bring the sanity back, we have none other than the other half of the dynamic duel from What's Your Least Favorite Scary Movie Podcast, Trav. He is bringing in heavy. He is the judge. He is wise and sage-like. So when the super fans go cuckoo bananas, but super fans are want to do he kind of brings it down as someone who's only seen it for the very first time for this podcast now that's dedication so we hope you enjoy our show we have the entire season so we really hope you enjoy the show and if you love it subscribe throw us some love tell us what you think i would love to do this for other things but first first Welcome to an exciting new podcast. Jim Phoenix here, of course. And this podcast is so new, we just renamed it. That's right. It's Invite Me In. Invite Me In. Oh, it, it, you, once you hear the podcast, you're like, oh my God, this is, this is a brilliant idea. In this brand new series, we have two super fans. Uh, Jess, say hello. Hello. And Xander, say hi. Hello. With... One person who's just watched a series or an episode for the first time with Travis. Say hi. Hey. And of course, me, Jim Phoenix, who is just a blathering idiot and I haven't seen crap. Just asking my staff. So the concept is simple. Two super fans, one new person, and one dude from the outside. And today's series is, I guess it's a, a, a thing. Buffy the, the what now? The buff the who? Uh, was it the, the zombie killer, right? Something Buffy? like that. Right. Yeah, you're, you're you're on the right track. Buffy the zombie killer, cheerleader, twirler, baton person. All this and more on our very first episode. Yay! All right, guys. So I guess how many... Okay, I'm going to ask questions straight out. How many seasons does this thing run? Like two? There Officially. Are... Oh, no. There's an official word. <laughs> Well, officially there's seven TV series, or seasons rather, and then after that, Dark Horse released, as far as I know, their in-canon comic book series, I think, went up to season nine or ten. And we've got the spinoff series, Angel, which ran for five seasons. Oh, I love Bones. Yes, Detective Bones. <laughs> that's awesome. I, 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 I know. I, I, that's, I, I think there's a third spin-off right there was Bones. That's the only one that I'm actually watching Bones right now. That's the only reason I know this. Otherwise, I have no idea what you guys are talking about. Okay, so a, a few episodes, a few episodes out there. I did watch the movie. Travis, did you watch the movie too? I have not seen the movie. Oh, whoa, we can, re we can reverse on this one. Go. So... <laughs> 
the movie, all I remember was Luke Perry floating, being kind of like a stoner, laid back vampire and a cheerleader. And Pee Wee Herman. What? Both written by Joss Whedon, by the way. Joss Whedon, okay. He, he wrote the movie and the TV show. So I have a question. In this right here, is this the school that is referenced in the beginning of uh, the first episode that she burns down the gym? Yes. Wait. Okay. Th- there's, wait, she burns down the gym in the first episode? No, the no. movie, dude. You said you watched oh. it. Oh. Uh, yeah, no. I was just trying to do speed thread. <laughs> I don't really yeah. remember the movie that much. There's okay. a gym? <laughs> I, I've ever I've not ever actually seen the movie, but I know enough about it's not required viewing for the show, but the they make little references to it. Okay, so it's not like Firefly and uh whatever the movie was. I can't Serenity. Remember. Serenity, thank you. Which I actually like the movie better than the series. I couldn't get into the series. So this is the series version of Buffy the Vampire Slayer starring Sarah Michelle Geller? Yeah. Yes. Oh, right. Got that Sarah one. Sarah right. Michelle Geller, Allison Hannigan, Nicholas Brendan, and Tony Head. Look at you. Nice, 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 they're, nice, nice, nice. They're wow. the core. So, no Luke Perry. No I'm kind of bummed about that, I guess. I don't know. I, I, I could see him fitting in this cast. Maybe. gang. See, and that, that would be amazing for me, which I think, I think Riverdale's just like Buffy revamped. <laughs> I tried to watch that, and it <laughs> it weirded me out because when I was in high school, I used to read a lot of Archie comics. So I'm like, oh, let me see what this is, and I'm like, I like to me, like I watched like the first four or five episodes. To me, it wasn't good. It wasn't bad. I just didn't know how to approach Riverdale after growing up reading Archie comics. Now, okay, same thing for me for Buffy because I grew up roaring, roaring, reading vampire comics. I have no idea where Buffy exists. So walk me through it. Walk me through the episode. What happens in episode one? Okay. Well, it starts off with um, two adults breaking into a gym for a date, <laughs> as you do. What, um, seriously? Yeah. Like, uh, when you say adult, are you like older adults or they just graduated last these guys are probably like they're breaching thirty. I'd well, say. Well, oh. one of them is significantly older than the other. Is um, it the guy? No, 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 no. Do you not remember? No, I remember the guy. The guy because he's got like that whole bad boy thing where he's trying to be like <laughs> mysterious and like, hey, you know, yeah, let's break into a fucking gym. Yeah, it, it seems. It seems uh, like you expect it to be that he's the bad guy, right? But yeah. then, um, she gets all vamp facey. And uh, attacks him. Okay. By, the, by the way, the vampire, the Darla there at the beginning, you want to talk about your uh, uh, connections to other shows is Julie Benz, who played Dexter's wife. Oh, you know what? I just seen Julie Benz on Not Survivor. God, Paranormal? No. What's the show with that car? Uh, Knight Rider? No. The other show with the car. Uh, mm. Serenity? No. Those two brothers that go out and do stuff. Oh, Supernatural. Supernatural, that one. Uh, that's the that's the takeaway? The, the show with the car? The show Not with like the car. Him. It's got a car in it. That's all. There's other stuff that happens too, I guess. But I already have a, th- I have a fan theory about Supernatural. I'm only into like the first two episodes. Or three or four, whatever it is. And I think Jeffrey D. Morgan's character is that same character in Supernatural and Walking Dead. Boom. Season one has not proved me wrong so far. I'm guessing like season two might, but <laughs> all right. So she's from say okay, so Dexter's girlfriend, who's also a supernatural, is in Buffy. Yeah, she plays. And she's yeah, a Darla bad vampire. guy. Okay, she's yeah. a bad guy in Buffy. Okay, she's Darla. Okay, she's the vampire at the beginning of the episode. Yep, right. and that's what and I meant then... when one of them is significantly older than the other. Oh, ah, ah, they yeah. did look really old, like. I mean, a lot of people in the show look really old for the characters they're playing, but for oh, yeah. I also yeah. found out doing, you know, research to writing up the uh, review for episode two. And as of the filming of that episode, I guess you would say the first two were practically one episode. Basically. Yes. Uh, there was only two teenagers that were like legit teenagers in real life when they filmed that. Who were they? Sarah Michelle Geller was 19. Mm-hmm. And then her name was Mercedes McNabb. She was Cordelia's yes. her blonde Harmony. friend. Harmony. Yes. 16. Oh, the one from Hatchet? 
Yes. The girl from Hatchet. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. yes. cool. She was 16 at the time of the record, uh, filming of those episodes. Those were the only two teenagers on the entire cast. Ah. Yeah, uh, Charisma's, Charisma Carpenter was almost 30 at the time mm-hmm. of filming. Damn. Yeah. Still looks the same, by the way. Yeah, she's 51, and she, Absolutely like, gorgeous. she is banging. Who's this? Cordelia. Cordelia. I don't know who Cordelia is. Oh, she's the bitch. She's oh, the, she's the bitch of the show. Yeah, yeah, but no, she looks. She looks like I think she's a vampire in real life. She could be. She she's, looks. I looked at her Wikipedia, um, just because I wanted to confirm something um, on episode three. But she like she was shot when she, she was shot at when she was younger. Like she Jeez. she had a wild life. Yeah, shot at and shooting. Because I follow her on Twitter, and I'm just like. You don't, like, I think you were bit during the filming of the show because she has not aged since 97, I think, this started. Mm-hmm. Yeah, That's she's... a really beautiful woman. Yes. Okay, so we have Cordelia, we have Darla, and we got somebody's fresh meat. So they break into the gym to be eaten? Um, seems like a very bad planning on the guy's part. Yeah, um, I think yeah. he thought he was going to take advantage of her because she's this tiny little petite blonde lady, as Joss tends to like them. Um, but, you know, she turns the tables on him. Okay, uh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. <laughs> so, uh, is this based in reality? People do this? or I mean, obviously, that might happen, but, like, why would you pick a school gym? Wouldn't that be just, like... You must not be from a small town. A hat on a hat at this point? Or? I'm, I was going to say, I'm from a small town and we didn't break into the gym because none of us wanted to be at school to begin with. There you go. Actually, I, I did break into a gym before once or a million times. But only to play basketball. Never to get my face written off by a vampire. I don't think that was part of his plan. Oh. Okay. Well, he was just going to be like, hey, it's cool to break into the gym and make out because that's what the cool taken. kids do. And he even mentioned he had already graduated. Yeah, he is definitely a peaked in high school kind of guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah so it's cool for you oh. to graduate high school, pick up a girl, and then break into the gym of the high school you graduated into to hopefully have sex with this girl because... Cool? So you kind of cheer when he gets his face bitten off. Yeah, you're not heartbroken. No. You're like, oh no. And Buffy lets this happen. She well, hasn't okay. Kind of, what yeah. kind of vampire slayer is this? Just letting people get in the face bitten up in the first five minutes? Dude, she's in her bedroom asleep right now. There's boxes all around. Her mom wakes her up and is like, Buffy, you're going to be late for your first day because we need to get that exposition out of the way. <laughs> so she doesn't know yet about the vampire happenings. Okay, but she, is she a vampire slayer on this first episode? Yes. 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 Okay. So it's not the origin story. Okay. It's not like Spider Man for the fifteenth time. No. It's, no. It's, it's like it's like the MCU Spider Man. He's already established as Spider Man. Okay. Yeah. We don't have to watch Uncle Ben die. Actually, in the beginning Again. of the episode, they kind of give like a very brief, like five second intro. Like, there's a vampire slayer, and they have to do this shit, and then it cuts to like the opening I, credits. I, and... I wish that is how Joss recorded the intro. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, mean, I also. That... Do... That was my takeaway. I was like, also, before we get any farther, can we talk about how awesome the Buffy theme song is? Yes. Nerf Herder. Oh, my God. It's It's um, one of my all-time favorite TV theme songs ever. Travis skipped it when we watched the third episode, (gasps) and I yelled at him, Uh, and I said, you are not allowed to do that for this show. Okay, you know... So Jesse has like been watching this show pretty much every morning for the past year or so. And like <laughs> whenever we're getting ready for work in the morning, I'm in the bathroom, I'm getting out of the shower and I, all I can hear is that theme song playing. So I've heard it like every morning, like <laughs> But you got to watch years. all of the fun things going on on the screen. I and look saw for it. them in the episodes and then it changes from season <laughs> to season. And Joss likes to like fuck with people's heads with who gets credited in the opening. So you got to look out for those little things. Ah, okay, wait, whatever. People get credited in the opening? What, what, wait, yeah, what? like when they're like showing starring, you know, Sarah Michelle Gellar, blah, 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 blah. Like we'll get to it in later seasons. Okay, okay. Um, gotcha. And because we're not spoiling anything future. Right. No. So, but it, it, he 
has a lot of fun with opening credits. So. Oh, okay. So there's a song by someone we can't miss. It's not the MASH theme song, which is the best theme song in the whole wide world. It is pretty solid. Tell you. This might be top 10, if not top five, in my opinion, of all time theme songs. Yeah, it's one I literally never get sick of hearing. It used to be my ringtone no more than about a couple years ago. <laughs> uh, I'm feeling out of place, guys. Travis, do you... Okay, Travis is with me, right? The I, theme yeah. song is okay, but it's kind of like... Uh... Uh, maybe it'll um, it'll grow on me a little bit more. I don't know. Have you ever heard it? You should maybe listen to it. Maybe I'm in the minority here. I, I mean, I don't think it's, you know, bad, but, you know, it it definitely... Sounds Travis like rock and is roll. just not a theme song guy. That's not Unless true. it's Dragon Ball. No, Dragon Ball's got like that is like classic. <laughs> okay, now Dragon Ball, my my very deep omission right here. I didn't know there's a difference between Dragon Ball and Dragon Ball Z. So I just thought like, wow, they, are the kids again? Like what the hell is going on uh, here? There is and there isn't, because in the comics <laughs> it's all Dragon Ball in the show. They oh. split it up. But that's a different show. All right. Like a different podcast, Dragon Ball. <laughs> <laughs> Dragon Ball podcast. Yeah. So all right, so we got to the scene where Buffy's waking up. Yeah, we are five minutes in. All right. All right. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Hold on. And then Buffy has a dog in this episode. Apparently. I love Who it. has zero chill. But can also kill vampires, which, you know, in the 90s, all, all things had dogs. Like Turner and Hooch came out then, 89-ish. Or... 90s so yeah. yeah and we'll get the lore for how to kill vampires in this show because i think every oh. everybody handles vampire lore differently between series and movies and stuff and they have their own rules for this that we'll uncover as the series goes shoot them in the of, face well that nope it seems pretty standard so far like i haven't noticed anything different than any other vampire movie i'm just saying like they develop their lore okay so, it's, it, for the most part, it's relatively the same, but everybody puts, put, likes to put their own little wrinkle on stuff. Yeah. Well, that we'll find out as that goes. So, what, Travis? What were your first impressions when you see the high schoolers filled up with like thirty-five-year-olds? Um, I was definitely put off, especially whenever we. Um see i guess sander for the first time because that guy's got like very well-defined shadow (laughs) and you know i mean i went to school with a guy that had a full beard in middle school so i know that it can happen but it's never not going to be jarring for me everybody else i think looked pretty close to the age but you know xander's pretty he's definitely like well into his 20s hi i'm a new freshman (laughs) Oh, you know, we always, we've seen that. And I, I had a friend like that could buy beer in like in grade school. Yeah. It's always like, man, that, you feel like almost inadequate sometimes. Like, oh, I'm supposed to be uh, more, more shaving this. All right. So walk me through it. Let's go for it. All what's right. the, what's the first, she gets to school. She gets to school. We see Xander skateboarding, okay. which is definitely a thing that we'll see throughout the whole series. Xander always skateboarding. True hobby of his. Absolutely. Um, <laughs> is that the only time we see it? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, he doesn't really look like he knows what he's doing out there anyways. He's just kind of like going in a straight line and making people dodge out of his way. That and- is literally the description of Xander for the entire series. So, <laughs> yeah. good job. Okay, cool. So maybe they were onto something there. Hey guys, I picked up a new hobby next episode. <laughs> no mention of it. It's like, it could be like, hey, I picked up falconry. This is going to be important for one episode and then never do it again. Speaking of important for only one episode, we also meet his friend Jesse. Um, he's in <laughs> two episodes. He's in two episodes. I mean, I, this guy's got not an important character written all over him. I don't know if it's the way that he talks or the way that he looks, but something about him is just like, yeah, this guy's yeah. not going to stick around. Also got- a very John Waters mustache, too. <laughs> no, Jesse, the, the yeah, the, the... Oh, yeah, he's, he's a, a high, high school, school kid? Yeah. He's supposed to be a high yeah. school kid, but he's rocking the John Waters mustache. Huh. Uh, where's this high school located? I should probably start. California? There. California. Yeah. Like so, Southern Cal or Northern Cal? So it'd be Southern so Cal. California. So, so yeah. Cal? Okay. 
All right. I, I can almost not see this at all. Okay. <laughs> so far, so good. I think we have Bart Simpson riding a skateboard and then uh, John Waters is there and a, a cheerleader. Wait, wait. Uh, is she really a cheerleader in this too? Not no. yet. Oh. I was like, did you just like make her a cheerleader first day? That would like be upsetting to the cheer no. squad. Yeah, we'll get that, we'll get to that. Okay. That comes later. Sorry, didn't want to spoiler the Buffy the cheerleader <laughs> vampire killer. Um, yeah, no, but we see like Xander asks Willow for math, so that way we can get um her exposition that she's um a nerd because she's also wearing like a plaid overall dress and very thick tights. Uh, they make a comment. So uh, Cordelia, right? She's yeah. the one that comments on her outfit being kind of lame, but I actually thought it was nice. I liked it. The softer side of Sears. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I also noticed with the first episode that like, to me, the one of the biggest knocks of the first episode and it, to me, as far, you know, it, it obviously improves as the show goes on. The characters are very one-dimensional. Oh, yeah. It's Exposition. Like Willow. Yeah, Willow. Oh, hi, I'm the quiet, nerdy girl. That's all I do. Cordelia's like, I'm a plastic. I'm Brigitte George. And then Jesse's the creepy guy. And then... Sanders uh, a skateboarder. Sanders also, the creepy, yeah. also the creepy guy. <laughs> like, yeah, but like Jesse's the more like, oh, hey, how we doing? Do you want to go out again? I Even though you told me no 15 times. Yeah. I think that... I think that Jesse played it a little bit cooler than Xander because Xander's kind of uh, acting a fool, trying to yeah. get Buffy's attention, and then he's like actually calling him out, being like, "Bro, you're you need to chill right now." Yeah, but no, yeah. they're very, they're very um, expositional. Yeah, like, yeah they have their hi. I'm character trait, and I'll be playing. Oh. Yeah, I liked in the beginning, like whenever Buffy first shows up, and then whenever Xander walks into the school, he like sees Jesse. He's like, "Oh, dude, did you did you see the new girl?" And he's like, "Yeah, dude, what's her deal?" He's like, "She's the new girl." Like, dude, she just walked into the school for the first time five seconds ago. How the fuck are you gonna know exactly what her deal is? She's the new girl. That's all That's, we need. That was it. Fresh meat. Yeah. But we learned. I mean, you weren't far off. Really? We learn her deal pretty quickly, though, because she goes into the principal's office and uh, Flutie tells her that uh, she gets a clean slate here and he rips up her record and then he reads something about Jim burned down and uh, oh. quietly tapes it back together. So this is them pretty much like making references to the movie, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And he's not really giving her a clean slate because he's really holding this shit against her. Like basically threatening her about like if she doesn't behave, she's going to be pretty much expelled immediately. A principal being an a hole? No, no, I know, right? There's, there's, there's no stasis for this. Okay, so that, so it is realistic and it is a continuation of the movie, sort of. Now, yeah. I, I all right, oh, I'll let this one unfold before I ask my question. Okay. But yeah, so it, it basically the good first third of the episode is just introducing basically the main characters for the majority of the series yeah uh and then like beforehand that you know they do introduce her mom which um sarah michelle geller and then i forget her name the actress that played her mom had like christine sutherland thank you amazing chemistry like you honestly would think that they're actually mother and daughter yeah they they're i I know she's technically a guest star on basically every episode that she's present for, but I think she's just, she's wonderful as Buffy's mom. Because she's like, because they had to move to a different town, and she's like, look, I'm just trying to do this. I want you to be happy, but we can't keep doing this. I kind of felt bad for her mom. Like, yeah. she's having to uproot her whole life because, you know, she doesn't really understand what's going on, and Buffy can't really realistically explain it. It sounds like she's tried to in the past, because she's like, I don't know what you're talking about with this vampire stuff. I just don't get it, but you know, whatever. Yeah, I, I just kind of felt bad for her. Now, yeah, well, she, yeah, go back. I was going to say, she doesn't know anything about Buffy being a slayer. She doesn't know anything about vampires. Didn't she try and, like, tell her before? No, she she is just like, you You don't understand. It wasn't that I fell in love with the wrong crowd. It was just something I had to do. She's supposed to be, and we'll see this um, in the episode, is after she leaves Flutie's office, um, later on when she goes to the library and Giles pops up and she kind of alludes to the fact that she's lonely and can't tell anybody and it's her sacred duty that she has to bear alone and all of this and they're really setting it up that a slayer is not meant to have a support system because 
of patriarchal reasons that we will talk about as we go through the series. <laughs> because MacGuffin, that's why. Yeah. <laughs> There's a lot of stuff that happens that we can't say because... It's going to spoil, okay. Yeah. yeah but it, this basically, the first episode or two, kind of sets up stuff that happens throughout the entire series. Now, yeah. you guys said the first episode or, you know, the first two episodes it might really just been one episode cut in half. Yeah. 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 I mean, or the first least, episode literally ends with a to be continued on screen. Or at least okay. one script. May not necessarily like film together, but at least one whole script for the two I mean, episodes. It, pe- it picks up immediately after the first episode. So yes. it's like, yeah. Kind of like a pilot feel or. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 100%. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. But now she's taking her classes with people, and the mom thing's interesting because most kids have to move because of their parents. Yeah. And this is like the flip on that, and then the kids don't understand, like, why do I have to keep moving? Well, you know, daddy's a Marine. <laughs> he keeps getting stationed in other places. Yeah, and, and we don't know the full deal about her parents yet. We just know that her mom is a single mom at this point. I made a note about that. I thought that was nice that they didn't give, like, clunky exposition, like, you know, something about, oh, well, you know, your father, since he left, you know. Like, I'm, I'm kind of glad that they've left that kind of open. Does that, I mean, you don't have to spoil anything. Does that play, like, into any future episodes? Yeah. Okay. Not, your not, like, who was found dead yeah, with yes and no. Time. Like. Okay, so not, like, anything, like, huge plot-wise. I didn't know if that was like them planting a seed, like that, you know, maybe something further down the line. He, the father thing will come up um, in significant and non significant ways. The dad's Negan. Heard here first, the dad is Negan. (laughs) That's my new theory. Everyone's Negan now. Boom. (laughs) I'm going to be 0 for 2 on this theory, aren't I? Okay. But, and then they also. The, the big part is that, you know, the vampire part of the show, they bring them in. And it's just because what they're trying to do, and uh, even though I totally didn't call him the leader in the first article I wrote and I had to change it to the master because that's his real name, I totally didn't do that. Uh, <laughs> so what they did is, is that this is all underground, and they're trying to bring him, because he can't leave the little underground... Um, Temple. It's like a collapsed church, I think. Something like that. And he's been stuck there, I think they said, at least 300 years. Uh, and he has to uh, feed before he can... Basically, he needs to feed so he can come back and bring upon the apocalypse. Oh. Yeah. Okay, and so... One um, thing about yeah. this show is that vampires are obsessed with the apocalypse. They love it. They're fucking all about ending the world. Is that because that's just biologically them, or is that more philosophy? Or so, um, and this is covered in this it, episode, episode, yeah. episode. I think is that um, vampires in this universe. Um, so when a person is turned into a vampire, they are no longer the person they were. The trace of the human is completely gone, and they have okay. a demon has taken over their body. So oh. it's a demon in a human body. It's possession. Yeah. Do they, they, they seem to have their memories though, right? Yeah, they have their memories, okay. but it, it's, it's not them. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So why can't you just shoot him in the face if it's possession? Because you, you shoot Reagan in the head, not Ronald Reagan, but Reagan from the exorcist in the head. I'm pretty sure Pazuzu's done. Because they're, they're demons, but they're also vampires. Every demon in this what? show has its, has its own way. To be killed. So oh, what will oh. kill one demon will not kill another necessarily. Yeah. So wow. with vampires, you can decapitate them, you can stake them in the heart, or you can set them on fire. Okay. But you can't That's do it. that with the demon who's inhabiting. Is this like Pokemon? Is this all about buying more stuff? Is this merchandise 101? Uh-huh. You don't have to, if it doesn't explain it in the first episode, we don't have to. Not really. Uh, just, okay. Just so I get this right. The vampire, you can stake, head cut off, and blender. Whatever. Yeah. That will kill the vampire. But there's a demon inside the vampire that the can't. The demon inside be... the vampire is the vampire. It's oh, all in one. Oh. It's the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. It's. Oh. Okay. Based off of what I've seen uh, in this and what I've seen so far, 
um, you'll know you got them when they turn to dust. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Unless kind of it's the cocaine demon. It's a very horrible. It's a very horrible CGI effect. I think a lot of the effects in this show aren't exactly good. Like, I don't think the prosthetics on, of the vampires look very flat. They get better. <laughs> I do like I do like the practical effects and the fact that they didn't, you know, vampires are, for the most part, they're a very romanticized monster. They just kind of look like things from the hills have eyes to me. Yeah, and it's just like, instead of doing like the Bela Lugosi oh. vampire or the sparkle vampires from Twilight, these are like, no, when you know we're a vampire, we ugly. Yeah. I guess I can appreciate that. And then there was a scene in the first episode where the master comes up out of this supposed to be like some kind of pool of blood. Yeah. And it... you can easily tell that <laughs> they filmed the guy, whoever, the actor playing the master, like crouching and then kind of coming out of the pool. And then they just CGI'd a thing of blood around him. Like you can see the obvious breaks where it's. Yeah. Very it, late it's... 90s CGI. Yeah cheap too i mean cheap for the time i'm sure you know i i don't imagine them being able to do much with like a pilot episode budget you know yeah um I mean, we could use food dye but why not so there's one thing that i really want to get jim's unbiased opinion on okay. in this episode yep. Yep. um can we give him a rundown of giles because i think that giles comes across as a very creepy man in this first episode okay cool now that i'm glad you brought that up that actually is going to be my question so i think my my, my major question is going to come up very very shortly so giles who is he what is he that's john heard right head john head john, john, john. tony head tony head that too tony giles uh, he apparently is a new librarian for the school who happened to also move here around the same time that buffy did ah so yeah there's definitely a connection Turns out he's supposed to be the watcher. So he, uh, I don't know, he is supposed to like mentor her or something, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah. it's like Buffy says, the slayer slays, the watcher watches. So, like, if you guys seen the movie, that was Donald Sutherland's character slayer filled the slayer. same role in the Buffy movie. Was it a different person playing him? Yeah. Like, it's okay. a different character, but it's basically like, I'm supposed to train you and watch you. I'm basically supposed to be Uatu the watcher. I can. But help you. I can't help you directly, but I can just kind of stand on the sidelines. She's already trained, though. So what is he mm. kind of doing? She's not trained. She's kind of like she imbued with magic in a way, oh. which oh, gives cool. her like That's... super strength and reflexes. But she's and got. Stuff. She's had past experience, and she's had a previous watcher, then, right? Yeah. And she like, but she's supposed to like train with him and really hone her senses. And they talk about that because, um, you know, after we get all of the school daytime exposition, they go to this um, teen friendly club called the Bronze, uh, which will come up time and time and time again. Um, and Giles is there, which I think this is what really got Travis really upset is that he's at this teen it's club. It's not only that. Okay, so look, <laughs> let me let me just give the rundown on this guy to Jim real quick. So yeah. it's this middle-aged man. And uh-huh. the, the he... first the first creepy instance with him is in the hallway whenever Buffy is trying to refuse the whole thing. He pins her down against the walker in the highway in the high school and is not letting her leave. That's one red flag right there. So that comes across as super creepy. Um, then later that night, he's seen at a club all full of high schoolers by himself. He's like the only adult in the club and he's just kind of chilling with a bunch of high schoolers in a, like a social setting at night. So I don't know for me, it just kind of gives very creepy um, predator vibes. It's like that Steve Buscemi gift. How do you do fellow, fellow children? (laughs) Kind of, except this guy gives me a little bit more sinister. (laughs) He gets, okay. I'm coming at this from the lens of having seen the series. Exactly. And I'm, I know. And I'm a huge Giles fan. And some of this behavior in the early season gets explained when you get more background on the whole Slayer Watcher thing. I'm talking Uh purely as like a spectator. Like if I'm a kid walking down the hallway and I see the new librarian pinned down the new kid and, you know, and then I see him at the club that night, I'm like, oh, I know why this guy's wanting to work at schools. (laughs) Exactly. This might be a stranger danger uh, situation. Listen, yeah. I'm look, I'm just saying that's the vibe that I get, you know. He's wearing tweed. 
And he's what? British. Yeah, he's supposed to be an intellectual. I get it. You know, he, they do their best to try and make him look like very sophisticated, but that yeah. shit. He, he falls under the same problem we were talking about earlier with like one dimensional. Like, gradually, <laughs> the, he improves his. Yeah, no, it's just he, he improves as a character as the series goes on. It's just. Uh, character wise, um, the characters aren't very good in this episode, honestly. No. It's no, it's a pilot episode, basically. Yeah. All right, so I have a question about the bronze. Before I can give my answer to Travis, I, I have a question about the bronze. So it's a eighteen under club. So there's no alcohol. It's just like no, solos like and dance and... it's teen friendly. They just ID you when you go in, and they like denote who is twenty one and over. So like, where are they oh, drinking? Like Capri Sun. Do what? Where are they drinking? And they're like Capri Sun. Actually, you don't like, see them drinking anything, anything honestly. Yeah, it, it looks like there's a bar, but I don't think I ever see anybody actually walking around. Yeah, with a cup well, it's because we smart see Will at the bar. Pedophile there with little kids. Yes. Yeah, you shouldn't drink anything at all. Good lord, I, you know what? I agree with Travis. Look, that's just creepy as fuck. I'm sorry. That that Thank you. that's Thank you. that's creepy as like, hell, man. That's why like I know that you know have like them having seen the show. I'm sure that they have like you know. Oh no, Giles is a good guy. Like, I have cool. like, very strong feelings about Giles. But, as like <laughs> a good guy, somebody. Luke. Yeah, somebody like coming into the show for the first time, it just kind of gives you like, I'm just thinking of like as a third party, if I'm in that setting and I notice that, like I'm just not getting good vibes from that guy. No, if it was the bartender I, I, there, I get it. Yes. I think yeah. it's also important to note when we talk about Giles as the watcher, he's got all of this knowledge, um, kind of like where Buffy has like the sacred duty. He's got the sacred duty as well. And he's had to study up on demonology and all of this. And he talks about, um, Sunnydale essentially being a hellmouth. I don't think they say hellmouth until the second episode. Uh, we we hear mouth of hell, so yes, but no. Um, but he talks about how this is where all manner of the supernatural converge. Um, which I it's really just a way for them to be like, hey, it's called Buffy the Vampire Slayer, but there's going to be other things. Get ready for leprechauns. Hey, oh. I want to see that episode. <laughs> Oh, and it's also important that uh, Xander was in the library and overheard this exchange oh, yes. between Giles and Buffy. That's another thing. That library seems like super empty at all times. Oh, yeah. That's that's a huge <laughs> plot hole throughout the whole thing. It is a library. It, it it's a nice. thing. Or it's like, hi, I'd like to check him. No, not now. Yeah. It it literally, I, it's, it's insane. I, I need something for my English. It's not now. We're talking vampires. Go away. If you feel like you have the suspension of disbelief for all of the supernatural things, nah, I don't have a problem with that. What I can't wrap my head around is how nobody ever comes into the library. Yeah. It also vampires, looks- weird That's old guys at the club, fine, but nobody in the library, something isn't right here. The library also, doesn't even look is, like a school library. Yeah, it is the most ornate fucking library. Yeah. How high are taxes in Sunnydale? <laughs> like, well, how they- are they funding this public high school's, like, architecture? Mine totally did not look like that. No, no. mine had, like, the grossest, like, grimiest carpet, secondhand shelves. Like, you've oh, got, yeah. like, the little rickety metal cart that they push all the return books yeah. around. Like, a single none room. of this. I don't think yeah. mine had, like, books on vampires and witchcraft either. Well, those no, are Giles' so. personal collection. No. Yeah. His per- so, this old dude shows up first day, and he tries to corner students alone in the library. Just Buffy. Oh, oh, just, just the, the, the <laughs> That makes it better. Students. Oh, yes. <laughs> no, better. no, just Buffy. He ignores everybody else. Well, uh, okay, yeah, not creepy at all. So, and no one sees this? Like, no one else besides, okay, Xander kind of overhears it, but, like, the faculty just don't go, hey, dude. Even the faculty should probably step in at this point, like, uh, you know, I would imagine that would have been something that would have been brought up, but no, you yeah, didn't see but, anything. But also, you also notice, like, throughout this episode, throughout the show, like, uh, adults don't exist unless they're an uh, important part of the story. Yeah, oh, yeah. You don't, I've you noticed don't see that much. Grown, yeah, you don't see grown-ups unless they're part of the actual direct... Adults are a plot device. Yeah, they're usually basically. an obstacle or a villain from what I've seen so far. Mm-hmm. Oh. Yeah, I think Buffy's mom is like one of the only parents you see throughout the show. Oh god. Okay. Yeah, there there's a few episodes that are parent centric, but again, it's because they're, you know, acting as an obstacle or a villain. Yeah. So. Does anyone get killed in this episode? 
Yes. Yes. Besides the kid early on with, with Julie. Yeah, and he's been uh, he's been stuffed into a locker. Oh. And when some of the girls go to the locker room to get ready for gym class, he falls out. And Is Giles there? I'm wondering. Well, is Giles well, in the violet locker because he's the watcher? Well, Buffy no, was in wasn't the in the locker room. Yeah, so it was actually Cordelia's locker that uh, no, it wasn't. He was stuffed in. It was. She was uh, there because I know she screamed it, her ass off. It was one of the Cordettes' lockers. Oh, okay, but yeah, yeah. Like he was. Cordelia, there's different people. And Cordelia comes to tell Buffy that gym class is canceled, so she can't see the lady with the chest hair. Um, because there was a dead body in the locker room and Buffy immediately gets weird and was like, how'd he die? And she was like, um, that's morbid and gross. And she was like, were there holes in his neck? And she was like, what the fuck? <laughs> so she goes to try. Tell me everything. <laughs> she goes to check out the crime scene. And then she, that's when she tells Giles that she acknowledges there are vampires and that she didn't want this to happen. And she's pissed because she doesn't want to be the slayer. And Giles is like, it's your sacred birthright. Um, and that's when Xander overhears everything. Uh, but they don't do anything. That's the, the TB continuum, right? No. no. That doesn't happen oh, yet. Damn. Really? Yeah. How long is yeah. the episode? All right. So let's let's move it on to the quad because basically. Yeah. This is what about happens. The, yeah. <laughs> Um, it, it all kind of yeah. <laughs> so they no no no. The... They don't have club music. No. All of these teenagers are listening to grunge rock. Yeah, is this like an on a Where Tuesday? By the way, this on, is on a Tuesday tu- night. Yeah, I was oh. like, I get you want to have teen clubs. You want to go out? We're going to get live music, but this is a school night, and they're like, yeah, we're going out till like two in the morning. Okay, in their defense, I did the same thing all week. Yeah, we never did the weekend parties. We just did like, oh, it's it's uh, Wednesday. Let's do it. But yeah, the, yeah, the uh, vampires decide, hey, we need to start feeding because we need to bring the master up to cause the end of the world. Blah blah blah. Bad stuff happens. Yeah. So and... the vampire. This actually, they also introduce Angel very shortly. Oh yeah. Angel is introduced for about two minutes. I did and not it, expect that. And I told Travis that oh. this is uh, the least dramatic he will see Angel throughout the rest of the series. Oh, compared to the rest of the series, this <laughs> man is a subtle, nuanced character. Yeah, and that he was so over the top in this one, too. Like, he's just, he doesn't say anything. He's just like, oh, I'm a friend. You know, I, like, I'm oh. dark, brooding, and muscular. You will love me later. I'm going to say this. So I'm rewatching Buffy again. I had never watched Angel the series before. And my good Same. friend convinced me to start watching it. And I was like, I just don't care about Angel as a character. I've I really never watched an episode of Angel. I have such a different opinion on him now that I watched Angel. I oh. like, I still don't know how I'm going to feel about him starting Buffy over having seen Angel the series now, or some of it, I'm still working my way through it. Um, I don't know how I'm going to feel about him in Buffy, but Angel the series is way better than I expected. Cause I just like, I care so little about Angel. But yeah, so he's like, Hey, shit's about to go down. He's hey, bye. A dick. Yeah. He's like, Hey, shit's about to go down. Bye. And then, cause so, so she's like, Hey, I want to go to the club to fit in. And then, Vampires start attacking. You know, like they, we need I to feed. Attack the club. And there's, but they also do say specifically it was either on this episode, but I know they do approach it on the second one. Hey, we need young blood. We need the uh, virginal blood to. We need as pure blood as possible to make sure. So they the go master. to a club. Yeah. Well, they, no, they, the they, they, yeah. Well, yeah, but no, they go to the high school because they're like, we need as pure as blood as I possible. I did. They went to a, a high school club. Yeah, Disney so yeah, so these vampires, <laughs> yeah, these vampires are trying to lure people away to bring the master food. Um and they're they're getting the pure people which in Buffy verse means nerds. So oh. uh basically Bad uh idea. Willow gets flirted with and Jesse gets flirted with and they're both like, "Oh, okay, so, cool. Yeah, I'll follow you into a cemetery." I'll, sure, I'll strange like- person, follow you into the dark because it's mm-hmm. very safe. Um, I like how they are able to tell the vampires. Um, so um, Giles is there, and then he's trying to get Buffy to like sniff out the vampires in the crowd, and she's pointing out that they have very dated outfits, like yeah. the guy dressed from the seventies. That's how you can tell because they've been underground for like a decade. So and she was right. That's dress. the thing. That yeah. was, she was one hundred. She's like, oh, that we don't wear that anymore. Totally a vampire. And you're like, 
Yeah, no, he just knows no. Oh, yeah, no, wait, Loki's a vampire. Yeah, yeah. I actually really liked that. I thought that was nice. I love it. It was kind of funny. Yeah, Giles was so mad because he's like, you didn't sense it. And she was like, context clues, bro. Yeah. I don't know yeah. what to tell you. <laughs> Did you see that shirt? But, yeah. and then, it, you know, everything, you know, goes hinky. And they all die? No, 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 actually, a couple of the vampires do. She does kill a couple of vampires. Yeah, she kills, um, I think, I think they say his name is Thomas because, uh, so they're in this, uh, crypt, um, and Jesse has been slightly eaten by Darla and Willow's freaking out. And then Buffy manages to get there and Xander has followed along behind her because he's like, I need to save Willow and Jesse. Um, so she's like fighting them while Willow, Xander, and Jesse are trying to get away. And, and then there he, was another another named vampire named Luke, a big muscular guy. The most dramatic of this episode. <laughs> he monologues so much, and I'm like, can you please just dust him already? I'm <laughs> I'm so over him immediately. You now know my pain when I watch some of a of the TV show when they do the voiceover monologues. I'm like, oh please, baby, this is the first person to die. <laughs> like they're all like vaguely religious sounding monologues and he's just like and he's his voice is so deep and their their mouth prosthetics are not as good in season one didn't, so they all uh, have like a little bit of like a lisp going on didn't you describe him as his monologues as like a video game character like yes! a boss yeah like he basically it's like when you're playing a video game and you're sneaking up on the boss character and you just hear like all of their stock dialogue happening yeah. so you know you're nearby and they're doing bad guy things that's what that's what it's all of his lines on. are that's exactly what he sounds like press x to skip yeah basically <laughs> but and then but and then i was you know doing the research for the second episode because they were talking about because these prosthetics were bad because they had trouble uh pronouncing that you know some of the syllables and so they actually just at Whedon actually had to go get new prosthetics made for those that had like several lines and then kept the crappy ones for the vampires that really didn't speak or really couldn't they just like dub over that that's what I was wondering yeah why would they just like, uh, do post okay but just think about how obvious the special of like the visual effects were think about how obvious the dubbing would have been um, Back I don't then, uh, yeah, okay. I don't think it would have been great. <laughs> I don't um, think they would have done all of the sound mixing they needed to do to make it sound natural. Bob, it'll be Bob <laughs> from that one movie. Um, does the choreography, like the fight choreography, get better throughout? Because I thought it was kind of lacking in this first episode. Um, they get some really elaborate fight scenes. Eventually, they get because the sometimes the stunt double for Buffy is really fucking obvious oh yeah um and, and they movie. switch yeah. no it's a it's a female stunt double oh is that, is that like space balls where no. it's like <laughs> one dude smoking a cigar like oh yeah what do you want? yeah no uh they things get better throughout this series yeah they, uh, i mean to be a fair this is a rough episode just in general yeah it's 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 a good episode but it's also not one of the better ones yeah, it's it's necessary so you have some background information. Um, I thought it was fun, like establishing the series. Like I, I enjoyed it. Like you know, I wanted to see more. Um, oh. Basically, it, it ends at that fight. By the way, Jim. Um, okay. Like he, they dust the guy, and then the girl goes to run after like Willow and Xander, and Buffy's like pinned down by Luke, and then it's it, like to be continued. Yeah, he got her pinned down in a coffin, so she's basically stuck. And then it's like, hey, bye. See you next week. Yeah. Oh, I thought it was fun. Oh, oh, he pins her down, but he also like has a monologue as he's pinning her down. Oh, yeah. So. I was like, I just, wish, I just want to do cheerleading stuff. Come on. <laughs> oh, it's it's so, more uh, like a mono Luke. Hey. hey. Now, okay, so Travis, this made you want to actually see the next episode, though. It did. Um, maybe because of the 2B continued... But, you know, I also thought it was nice. Like, they say that the characters are kind of one-dimensional here. I think that's kind of standard for pilot episodes, especially when you're just establishing everything. Right. So um, I thought it was fine. Like, you know, my only takeaway was Giles is a fucking creep. <laughs> I think that's my takeaway, too. 
Maybe like the hallway thing wouldn't be that bad, but you got the hallway thing plus the club. The club is what seals the deal for me. The the library and yeah. Call him the peeper. All right. Well, this is a uh, this is interesting. As someone who's never seen Buffy before, I, I appreciate everyone explaining it. I can do the mental pictures, and that we'll never have to watch this again, or so, never watch it again. Never have to watch it. So, my question for you, though, is hearing this not making you the slightest slight bit interested in watching it. Okay, I do want to see the bronze. I want to see okay. the bronze only because I want to see if there's a place I would hang out with. I'm like, hey, is this like the peach pit? Or no, a- it's actually more like, oh. it looks like an old warehouse. Oh, so maybe it's a place I did hang out at. Cool. You know, you, you had a peach pit. We had a cherry pit in college. Yeah, we did. Yeah, <laughs> really? yeah it's not a place you want to hang out, but it's a place you do hang out. Hey, you, know? you know what, Jim? You know what you should do? You should like not watch Buffy, but you should watch Angel and Angel. Let's see if we can give you enough context throughout the show to like be able to like know <laughs> what's going on there. No, he will he will get spoiled for some angel stuff in oh. Buffy if he watches Angel. Well you can give him the watch order. Well tell you what. A, Angel doesn't start until season four of Buffy. Okay, well then we can so after season four. Fine. During season four, they run okay. concurrently. I think that would be hilarious. And I'll I'll do it right now with uh I have one question about Angel, and it's okay to spoil it. When does he become an FBI agent? That, what? That's what I want to know. Is that season six? See, I'm, I'm still going for the extended universe, I swear, man. It's extended universe. They're all looped together. It's Stanley's cameos. Well, this is exciting. Guys, thank, yeah. thank you so much. I, yeah, to answer your question, Jess, Part of me is like, okay, I, I, I do want to see Julie rip off a face. I, I want to see that. I want to see, like I, I said, like the bronze. I want to see aspects of it. I, I am not hooked enough to see the whole show or okay. episode. Well, that's that's my enough. goal for you. You're, oh. Is to, is to convince you eventually that you need to watch the show. And convince any listeners at home who've never seen this show or seen it for the first time or the millionth time. That's what kind of this podcast is for. I had a lot of fun. So without any further ado, I want to say, as we jazz hands, this is great. On behalf of myself, Jim Phoenix, and the super fans, Xander and Jess, and the new come on first time ever, Travis, like to say... Thank you, everyone. Bye. See you next week with episode two. Yes, The Harvest. To be continued. Bye, everyone.